the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. Starns. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you had a, a terrific weekend. And this is Todd Starnes. We're broadcasting from our fortified news bunker in Memphis, Tennessee. And the good news here, everybody, uh, we are alive and well. Uh, the, the city did not burn down. And if you listened to my radio program, I was the only radio program in America across the fruited plain that was assuring the nation that our protests are peaceful here in the Mid-South. And sure enough, there was no violence. They did shut down the interstate. Um, But other than that, there were no laws broken in the protest. However, there was a heck of a lot of looting. I'll get to that in just a moment. And we have a lot of woke politicians around town, and they're very upset that I pointed out that there was, in fact, looting. And apparently, some of these some of these woke activists in the Memphis area are trying to have me thrown off the air. Yours truly, it's unbelievable. I mean, I'm a I'm a lovable, affable kind of a fellow. I I don't know why in the world these people are all upset by pointing out that roving gangs of thugs were breaking into businesses and stealing anything that was not nailed to the ground, including a mannequin, by the way. What did the mannequin do to anybody? So we're going to get to um, some of this um, footage that was released over the weekend. Just a terrible, heinous thing, this uh, this crime. You had five black police officers murder. They basically beat this guy to death. This young man, 29-year-old Tyree Nichols, worked at FedEx, good, decent guy, had a kid, uh, was a skateboarder and an artist and um, just a, a, a good person. We still don't have a lot of details, and a lot of very important facts are missing. And they're in the in the place of facts. There's a lot of rumor. There's a lot of innuendo, but nobody really knows what led to the traffic stop. And and honestly, it looked more like some sort of a gang initiation, some sort of a gangland beating than it did police officers that were actually trying to stop a motorist. I'm wondering, did you see the video? And if you did, I'd like to get your reaction to what you saw. I don't know about you, but it it was physically revolting to watch what those cops were doing to that young man. So again, we don't have all the information. Will we get it? I don't know. Will it matter? I don't know. I mean, the, the, the kid's dead for crying out loud. But it's shameful because now you have all of these people that are coming out and they're trying to make this about race. And you need to pay very close attention because the, the, the riots actually happened in other cities over the weekend, not Memphis, Tennessee. 
Uh, they were attacking cops in New York City. There were there were there were violent episodes in the streets of Los Angeles, and this is only going to get more. It's it's going to happen as uh, as this story gets its legs. Uh, this is unbelievable. But the fact of the matter is, we just can't have this story be about five rogue cops who beat up somebody. This is this is about every police officer in America now. That's what they want you to believe. That's what they want you to think, that there is a systemic problem in our police departments, and they want you to believe that the systemic problem is white people. And if you don't believe me, I want you to listen to this TV report. This is from Fox 13, Fox 13, the Fox News affiliate in Memphis, Tennessee, and they said the problem here is we don't have enough black officers on the force, and I want you to listen to how the reporter framed the argument. Take a listen. Black and Hispanic officers use force far less frequently than white male officers. Problem is, like you said, few people of color want to be police officers. So a new look to the police force is going to take a new approach to targeting, acquiring, and training cops of color. There are so many factors that contribute to the decline of people going into this particular profession, um, and all of those things cannot be really answered in. Hiring events, commercials. You consider becoming a Memphis police officer. Flyers. The city of Memphis, like police departments across the country, is pulling out all the stops to try and recruit new officers. All right, there you go. So the problem is that there there are white cops. On, do you understand what's happening here? You just had a case where five black police officers killed a man to they beat this man to death and it's the white man's fault that's what they want you to believe at fox 13 in memphis tennessee these people are race agitators and they spew this this filth every single day on their tv station and i'm very happy to call them out on it because this is pretty despicable so here's what i want you to understand because this this episode the narrative is the wrong narrative and I'm going to give you the right narrative. This is what we ought to be talking about, but nobody wants to deal with this. But what happened in the Memphis Police Department is a result of the defund the police movement. And I know the mayor and everybody's hailing the mayor, who, by the way, happens to be the only white guy in leadership here. All right. But the mayor was one of those who supported defunding the police years ago. Now, back in the early or mid 2000s, there was an effort to defund the police. They weren't calling it that at the time, but they cut police salaries by nearly 5%. I believe it was 4.6%. And and as soon as they cut the pay and the benefits, guess what happened? All of the good, hardworking, decent, law-abiding cops got the heck out of Dodge. Because Memphis, Tennessee is one of the deadliest cities in America. And this is very well documented. You could go out and do your own research. We did ours. And in the years after the defunding event, the crime rate skyrocketed. And that's the way it's been. You've got all these people leaving the city, going to work for the suburban police departments. And guess what? Fewer crimes they have to cover, and they're getting a bigger paycheck. 
So who in their right mind would want to work for a police department in Memphis, Tennessee, where the city council openly hates you and every race agitator in the city is after you? Why in the world would you want to do that? But there was another component to all of this. The city council is woke. By the way, the city council of Memphis, majority black. And all these people telling you that this is the white man. Do No, it is not. The Democrats have been controlling Memphis for almost 50 years, if not more. So the Democrats have been in control. And at least over the past couple of decades, blacks have been in charge of every major leadership position. Now you have a county mayor who's black. The sheriff is black. The police chief is black. A majority of the city council is black. Over 58% of the police department is black. And you got the agitators out there saying it's the white man's fault. And a lot of people don't have the courage or the man parts to explain that to you. But you know what? We've got plenty of man parts on this radio program, ladies and gentlemen. I don't mind telling you the truth. So it has nothing to do with race. But a couple of years ago, again, at that point, they were down 500 officers from their full complement. In other words, there were not enough officers on the streets to deal with all of this. Criminals running, rampaging, it's terrible. So what did they do? They lowered the standards. Now, everybody's talking about the police chief, C.J. Davis. Why was she appointed? Everybody knew that she had been fired from her position in, in Atlanta, Georgia. And we know that the courts, and they were forced to rehire her, put her back on the force. But we knew that was all there. It was It was heavily covered. But it didn't matter because ultimately it was not about finding the best person for that job. It was about making history. And what was the history? Well, Memphis has never had a black female police chief. If you go back and look at the coverage back in 2021, that was all, that was everything they were talking about. History and the making of Memphis, our very first black female police chief. Nobody was talking about whether or not somebody who had been the police chief of Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which, yes, you guys have crime, but nowhere near the amount of crime Memphis has. Nobody was bothering to ask the questions, is she qualified to come in and provide strong leadership? in a police department that was underfunded, understaffed, and facing a war zone. Nobody bothered to ask those questions because those questions were not important. They still could not figure out how to hire qualified individuals, so the city council decided, all right, you know what, folks, we're just going to lower the standards. Got a criminal record? No problem. You can still have a job on the Memphis police force. That's the story coming out of Memphis. When you declare war on your police department, when you defund your police department, when you put a bull's eye on every police officer, guess what? You're not going to get the most well-qualified candidates. What they ought to be doing is going out there and asking those candidates why they refuse to work in Memphis, Tennessee. But that's not going to be the issue here. As a matter of fact, now word coming out that a sixth police officer has now been relieved of his duties. And here's the breaking news, folks. This guy was a white guy. So they're going to make this about race now. Even though it has nothing to do with race, they're going to make it about race because they don't want to deal with the real problem here. By the way, and I'm getting this message, and this is a great reminder. I'll read this from our friend Paul. Uh, the previous mayor of Memphis and the city council eliminated the pension plan for the police. They went from a defined benefit plan to a 401k. It saves money, but the guys who were very experienced and closer to retirement had no reason to stay. 
So there, folks, it this is not some sort of, literally, it's not a black and white issue. There were a lot of things going on behind the scenes that led to what happened on January the 7th in that residential neighborhood. Shouldn't have happened. But I'm telling you, we have put a bullseye on every police officer in America. And if this doesn't get nipped in the bud, you're going to have more police officers leaving the force. And and why wouldn't you? I, I can't imagine I can't imagine why anyone would want to work in Memphis, Tennessee right now in the police force. By the way, all these statements that were put out, and there were some statements. Biden put out a statement. City Hall in Memphis shared that statement. Kamala Harris put out a statement. City Hall in Memphis, Tennessee shared that statement on their social media platforms. Barack Hussein Obama and the missus, they shared a message, which was then shared by Memphis City Hall. Donald Trump shared a message, but you know what? City Hall did not bother to post that message. Now, why do you think that is? Got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. A lot of stuff to cover today, folks. Uh, the big vote on Friday with Ronna McDaniel. We're going to get into that. Your calls on all of these stories. 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starden Show. The Biden administration has caused a financial crisis, and they don't have a clue how to fix it, folks. Our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you're vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, it's physical, and it's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold. They can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can fit in a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's 866-649-0304 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. So, so we got some reports of, of looting in the Memphis area, and well over a dozen businesses were hit. And so we go out there. And by the way, a lot of this was initially filmed by black citizen journalists out there. So we go out there to investigate, and uh, we've got all that information up on our website. I mean, in some of these cases, the thugs, and they would travel around in herds, herds of thugs roaming the streets of, of Memphis, predators. And they would use a pickup truck or some other kind of vehicle, and they would literally ram the, the truck into the, the storefront. And as soon as that happened, you would have 17, 18 thugs just come piling in and, and taking everything out. It's like a swarm of, of locusts. In, in one particular store, $70,000 worth of merchandise was, was stolen, $70,000. So we're pointing all of this out, and we start getting these messages on social media. How dare you? Who do you think you are? Telling people there are riots in this. Well, well, we we never said anything about riots. How dare you? You said those people were looting because of Tyree. No, we never said that at all. At all. As a matter of fact, looks to me like the thugs were taking advantage of the situation. Every police officer in the city was in downtown Memphis. Meanwhile, you had the thugs roaming about, stealing, taking advantage of it. 
But not once did we ever compare. Not at all. What they're upset about is that we are reporting the facts and the news. And the facts were very clear that hordes of thugs were looting stores in predominantly black parts of town, in businesses that are owned by minorities, and businesses that employ minorities. And every single person we talked to, every minority we talked to, said they were ashamed that people would use this story as a way to go and steal stuff. But now a lot of the elected leaders are upset with this because we were simply reporting the facts. As a matter of fact, one woman who just lost her election said, well, maybe those people just want jobs somewhere else. Well, yeah, now they're going to have to because the looters wiped them out. Unbelievable. By the way, before we go to the phones, I want to finish a thought here. So when you look at firing people, the person who ought to be fired is the police chief and everyone else in leadership who allowed this kind of crap to fester. We've heard from so many police officers in the Memphis PD who said they had been had, there have been concerns about leadership, about authority from day one. So if you're going to clean out the if you're going to clean out the department, you got to stop start with the head honcho. And quite frankly, you need to start looking at your elected leaders because they're not looking after you. Those people on the city council, many of them are professional race agitators. By the way, the head of the NAACP out there screaming racism, racism this, racism that, that guy's running for mayor. He's playing politics with the death of Tyree Nichols. Shame on you, sir. That's monstrous. All right, let's go to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Steve in Maine. WLOB, our great station there. Steve, what's on your mind? Good morning, Todd. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, Todd, um, the people involved in killing that young man get everything they deserve. But I haven't heard anyone talk about, and I was listening to a gentleman yesterday on Facebook who happens to be black, and he brought up why why didn't the young man just comply? He says, why are so many young black men just, they go on a car chase, and then they jump out of the car, then it turns into a foot chase, and it never ends well. And he brought up the fact that there's only one parent in most black homes, You almost always the mo- just the mother. And uh, what are they teaching the young black men that just take off on cops? Steve, let me answer that question for you. Society is teaching these young black men not to trust law enforcement at all, that if you get pulled over, you're probably going to get shot. That's what they're literally telling these kids. So you're looking at a guy 29 years old. I would say that for the past 10 years at least of his life, that's you, you keep pounding that into people's brains. I can understand why there would be that mentality. But beyond there, but I have two theories um, about this. And number one is that's what they've been raised to do. There's this great disrespect for law enforcement. But I suspect, and again, we have there is so much we we do not know about all of this. But just based on the video I saw, those police officers rushed in as if they knew who he was. And I'm wondering if there is some sort of a connection there. Did one of the officers know this guy? 
was there some sort of bad blood? That is a theory, just a theory. But there's a lot that we don't know about this case. All right, Steve, appreciate the call. we got to run for a break here, folks. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. I've noticed that when I go to the shopping mall and buy one of the towels, they just don't seem to work very well. They feel too soft and too lotion-y. They just don't absorb the water. Well, our good friend Mike Lindell over at MyPillow has found a solution, and you've got to get yourself one of his brand-new towels. These things are incredible, and best of all, they're made right here in the U.S., and all of his towels come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to be able to get a six-piece set, two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, all made with USA cotton. They are soft yet absorbent, and you're normally going to pay over $100, but thank Thanks to our good friend Mike Lindell, $39.99. That's it. It's a great deal. All you have to do, go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Just enter the promo code STARNS or you can call 800-839-8506 for some incredible radio specials. Again, MyPillow.com, promo code STARNS. All right, people, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. By the way, got it. We, we have some exciting news this week. Now, many of you know that we're going to be taking a delegation to Israel at the end of the year in November of 2023. And we're going we're gonna, to uh, make it a little bit more enticing. Uh, one of the additional things, if you sign up this week, and by the way, when I say sign up, if you sign up for the installment plan where you pay a little bit each month, uh, you are going to get a free exclusive breakfast in Tel Aviv with yours truly and our team uh, here at the Todd Stearns radio program. But you have to sign up this week on the installment plan. Now, if you would like information, you can go to our website, toddsterns.com, or you can call and Dylan will get all of your information. That number, 844-747-8868 or toddsterns.com. I want to go real quick to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Great to have with us from the 5th Congressional District in Virginia, Congressman Bob Good. Congressman, good to have you on the show today. Good to be with you, Todd. Thanks for having me again. All right, Congressman. Um, first, this uh, the big fight is this debt ceiling, and we understand that at least 24 Republican senators are warning they will oppose the debt limit increase without fiscal reforms. How is the fight going so far? Well, we're setting down the markers, and I appreciate what uh, Speaker McCarthy is doing, where he is doing and saying the right thing, saying that we've got to have cuts in spending in order to increase the debt ceiling. And as you know, with the left-wing media hysteria and the allegations by the Democrats, first of all, no Republicans calling for any cuts to the benefits of Social Security or Medicare. Secondly, there's a, a government shutdown is not the same thing as a government default. No one's going to allow the government to default on its debts. 
thirdly, every significant uh, spending reform that we've had in the last 35 or so years has been tied to a debt ceiling increase. It's a rare moment of leverage where you've got the Democrats, the left, so desperate to keep the government, let's say, functioning uh, and, and to keep it open, shall we say, that, uh, that that's, all, that's a significant point of leverage that you have to use to force them to cut spending. And we're going to do that. There's so many things, as we both know, Todd, that do not justify us borrowing and printing more money that we don't have in order to send money overseas or to spend on phony infrastructure projects or $1.7 trillion on the spending bills or billions of dollars in foreign aid or $100 billion to Ukraine to borrow taxpayer money to do those things. Uh, what? Uh, the Defense Department acknowledged they can't find $200 billion dollars in assets. Uh, there's an estimate up to as much as a trillion dollars in COVID money that's not accounted for, uh, that's still sitting there, not spent, not accounted for. So there's so much that we can go after if we're just responsible and willing to do that. I'd be willing to fly up on my own dime, Congressman, with my red pen, and I guarantee you I'd be able to find plenty of stuff that we could cut, starting with the drag queens were funding for Uruguay or wherever they were, and also this uh, funding for the salmon for the salmon procreation and the bee-friendly highways. Uh, those are some good starting points. Exactly. There's so many things you can find that are wokey, unjustified, even if you were prospering, even if you had a surplus that are not an appropriate uh, role of the federal government or an appropriate use of hard-earned taxpayer dollars. I was speaking to a town hall about a week and a half ago, and it's these are middle-class, everyday, hardworking Americans, and I said to them, how many of us wouldn't say, and I grew up lower income family, how many of us would say we couldn't get by if we had to on 95% of what our income is? If we had to, we don't want to, but if we had to, because my nickel plan, for example, would cut five cents of every dollar for the next four years to get us to a balance uh, and, and, and until we're willing to make the strategic cuts, you know, like bringing work requirements back to uh, Medicaid and welfare and the uh, government subsistence that has exploded over the last three years, as we know, where we've got two million less people working, able-bodied Americans who are not working now for their government subsistence. Uh, these, are, if we just return to the 2019 policies before the China virus hit. All right. So, are we looking at a, a timeline here, Congressman? Well, we're beginning to put, again, the markers down now to say, hey, we're not going to raise the debt limit without commensurate cuts in spending to put us on a path to fiscal response. We've got to do that. We're not going to hit the, the estimate is we're going to hit the actual debt ceiling sometime around June, which would frankly just force us to prioritize our, our spending. We've got a record $5 trillion in revenue coming into the Treasury because of the Trump Tax Cuts and Jobs Act never happened before in the history of the country. You know, the Democrats lie, imagine that, they lie and deceive with their allies in the mainstream media to say, oh, the Trump Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, that Trump Tax Cuts contributed to the, to the national debt. No, it didn't. That has helped it not to be even worse because of the record levels of revenue that's come in. But you're going to see us butt up against that come June. Kevin McCarthy has been trying to meet with the president. That's happening today. Uh, to, and, and, of course, the president is being totally unreasonable and irresponsible, saying that, you know, after we pass a $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill, that there's no room to, to, to spending cuts in order to raise the national debt, the, the national credit line. But, Todd, it's the Congress, the House's responsibility 
to pay the nation's debt and to protect the full faith and credit of the U.S. government, which is put in jeopardy by unchecked uh, reckless spending that's given us nearly $32 trillion in national debt. That's it. Well, uh, Congressman, we appreciate you guys forcing them to hold the line on this. And we're going to have to. I know it's going to be a it'll be a little bit more difficult with some of the Senate Republicans, but we've got to stop this. And if, if Republicans can't be fiscal conservatives, I just don't know what the point is. Exactly right. It is the number one responsibility of us in the House. It's one of the top threats to the country, along with the border, along with our education system, along with China, but certainly our reckless fiscal situation. Our, again, we owe almost $100,000 per citizen when you have $32 trillion in national debt. Wow. Unconscionable amount. Wow. Both parties have been guilty. Democrats have been worse. Republicans need to do what the American people elected us to do. Well, well said. All right, Congressman, appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you, Todd. Great to be with you. Keep up the fight, my friend. All right. Good guy right there, folks. Congressman Bob Good from Virginia's 5th Congressional District. Also, a member of the House Freedom Caucus. And you're going to have to watch those Senate Republicans. We're okay in the House side. And, and again, kudos to Kevin McCarthy uh, fighting the good fight there. All right. I want to get to the phone lines here. And, and again, we're, people are really fired up over what happened in Memphis, Tennessee. But what really angers me is that you've got 99.9% of all police officers in America who are good and decent, hardworking people. And all they want to do is go out there, do their jobs, keep us safe, and they want to be able to go home to their family safe after their shift. And I would love to hear from some of you police officers out there. You've seen this video. I'd like to get your reaction to it. It just seems to me that if we're going to change culture, the top dog at the Memphis Police Department has to go. Let's go to the phones here. Caesar, listening to us uh, in North Carolina. Caesar, what's on your mind? Well, uh, something needs to be really addressed real strongly, like the black-on-black crime that's happening right now. Those men that killed that young black man, that young black man, they are ought to really be ashamed because they're black men also. And they just put more fear in our young black men's heart against the law. Every time they see a uniform now, it's going to be an increased fear. Every time they see a police uniform. And it's sad to say, and I'm ashamed to say that these were five black police officers that we trusted to protect us. and But they look to be crazed animals. They look to be not even human, beating that young black man to death. And it's something that you've seen. And that should have never, ever have happened. What kind of training were they getting? What kind of voices were in their heads to say it's all right to kill that young black man that didn't have a weapon, that was not but 150 pounds soaking wet, And I think the whole United States is a little bit upset, if not angry, that you would do a human being like that. 
Caesar, I have yeah, to imagine. They, I would have to imagine they would be outraged over over what we saw in in those those videos. And again, just think about this. And and we raised this question uh, during our special coverage last week. I want to know how many other police officers, white or black or Hispanic or Asian American, I want to know how many of those officers who are not qualified, you know, who did not meet the original standards, are out patrolling the streets because that could have been anybody. Um, so it, we are all in danger when you have cops like that out on the street. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that, that everybody has to be reeled in, they have to reel in everybody and say, look, where did we go wrong? I was in the United States Marine Corps and you had guidelines, even in a wild war. And we had this ter- term that we, we, we used said no man left behind. And I was not in the Marine Corps when everything was racially harm, harm, harmonious and everything. I was in during 1970. But that platoon worked together, stuck together, and guess what? We didn't do nobody no harm that, that was not the enemy. But Caesar, to your point, last year in Memphis, 237 murders overwhelmingly black-on-black crime, but they will not have a comp. Just over the weekend, there were four people shot, two killed. You didn't have anybody, none of the activists raising any concerns about that. They just shrug their shoulders and they say, well, that's just Memphis on a daily basis. And, and, and that's got to stop. That What that is is saying, I don't con- I'm not concerned about my own race, but I'm wanting everybody else to be petrified about my race. And right here in Winston-Salem, this young girl, 12-year-old girl, got killed over at Rupert Bell Park. She's 12 years old, trying to have a life. I got children, grandchildren, and great-grand. I don't think none of them should have to lead this life like that. And we as a black people, if we're not outraged and want more more and more safety in our own neighborhoods, nobody else is going to care. Caesar, it's a it's a fair true. point. It's a fair point. Hey, I hate to do this, but we've got to run for a break. Caesar, God bless you. Love your thoughts. You give us a call back one of these days. That's Caesar on our great station, WSJS in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And by the way, that's where we got our police chief from, Winston-Salem. And then you people in Atlanta know that she was fired from the Atlanta PD. It's just, folks, so many things could have prevented what happened on January the 7th. we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Going to the phones. We'll be right back. All right, let's get to the phones here. 844-747-8868. Steve in Stella, North Carolina on the line. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind today? Hey, I appreciate you taking my call. I wanted to call from an instructor's point of view on law enforcement as well as the paramedic side of it. Um, The law enforcement side of it, you, you can trace these things down from the top of the administration down to the lowest ranking officer. In service training is so important. And, you know, train these deputies and these law enforcement officers how to control 
that adrenaline rush, and you do it by training and practice and drills. From the paramedic side of it, uh, I know there was a question about the paramedics not rendering aid and this kind of thing. I know in most states, and I know here, we've got um, the um, discretion that if we get on the scene and there's mortal wounds, we we don't have to start and render aid. In other words, we we can pronounce that individual deceased and wait for the coroner or whoever who the medical examiner to give us instructions. Steve, um, Steve, did you have a chance to uh, did you have a chance to look at the video, any of the video footage of that night? Yeah, I've seen most of it. What was your takeaway on that? Yeah, I I was appalled by what I saw the law enforcement officers do. Number one, um, I there was no de-escalation verbally. There was, you know. Coming up to someone's door, number one, as a law enforcement officer, snatching it open is dangerous. That is incredible. You see, this is my take. I mean, I'm with you on that. And my initial thought was, wait a second, does that guy, does the officer know that guy? It, it, it was just so, right. you know, that's that's why I think a lot of people are saying there's there's something more here to, to, to the story right. we're not being told. And, 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 you know, what crossed my mind was, and and I've been put in the same situation. I, I rode with the narcotics division. You deal with the same individuals over and over and over and over again. An informant comes and says so-and-so is loaded and uh, they're carrying or whatever. And you get behind them. You go to pull them over. And you're so outraged sometimes you're dealing with the same one over and over. You just won't, you know, you've got to control yourself. You're, you're the one wearing the badge and the gun. You're the one that's protecting the public. When you get to that car, regardless of how many times you've had to stop that individual, you know that individual may be carrying, but that individual still has rights. And if they, as you know, from the administration to the bottom, we're trained to look. If this That's is the case, you, you will talk, um, pull that car and treat it as a normal traffic stop. You see, I think it's all about training. That's the issue here, that's, Steve. That's, it's all that's, about that's training. Steve, got to run. Appreciate the call. Let's go to Robert in Gainesville, Georgia. Robert, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd, we really love your show. Thank and, you. Uh, everybody's been watching the videos of the violence. I'd still like to know what happened at the traffic stop. Yes. Thanks, Todd. We appreciate your show, man. Robert, look, thank you. And uh, a pithy call, but an important point he raises, we still don't know what started all of this. What started all of this? Did the police officers just immediately pull this guy over? Was this some sort of an ambush? Did they know this guy? There have been lots of unconfirmed reports that maybe there was some sort of a romantic relationship uh, between one of the officer's wives and the the suspect or the victim here. We don't know, but people are talking about it all. I've been getting text messages all over the country asking about what is what is the situation here? 
So it's we've still a lot of unanswered questions. But I'm telling you, they're going to make this about every police officer in America. That's what they're doing. And that's why you're seeing folks like Obama, everybody else. And by the way, Al Sharpton's coming to town. I actually instructed our staff here at the radio station. He is not to be referred to as a reverend because that guy is a charlatan. He's a race-baiting agitator. And quite frankly, he needs to be in jail because he hasn't paid his taxes, that one. Al Sharpton. All right, we got to take a break here, folks. We're going to be talking with Chris Ruddy from Newsmax TV. He's on the way. Also, we're going to be talking to a Georgia police officer who had to quit his job because he believes God defines marriage. It's unbelievable story. You will hear later on today. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. And hello, everybody. Wow. <laughs> right out of the gate, the, the voice goes, I don't know what it is. I've been doing the apple brandy, but it's not helping the throat. I do feel pretty good, though. Uh, welcome, everybody, to hour two of the big show. And excuse the voice today. Uh, glad to have you with us. 844-747-8868 is the telephone number. That's a toll-free number, 844-747-8868. Now, we know many of you have been lighting up the phones over at at and headquarters as well as direct tv's headquarters uh, so many of you folks are infuriated over the decision to remove newsmax from the plant form i want to go right now to the patriot mobile newsmaker line we're honored to have the chief executive officer the head honcho at newsmax tv with us chris ruddy chris good to have you on the show today well, Todd, always great to be on with you. I'm glad that we can have the opportunity to directly communicate with you and, and your listeners, because right now Newsmax was censored by DirecTV. AT&T owns DirecTV, and they censored us last Wednesday in 13 million U.S. homes. And um, and now those people are debra- deprived of the of a major cable news channel. We were the fourth highest news channel and a very clear act of censorship. It was the second channel that AT&T DirecTV deplatformed. They did one last year called One America, OAN, and uh, we're fighting back, and we need your help. And and that's one of the reasons we have opened up th- this platform to you and the whole team over at Newsmax and and whatever needs to be d- whatever needs to be done whatever needs to be communicated we're here to make that happen and Chris I know our listeners have been calling and they've been getting these crazy responses and reactions from Direct TV they're saying oh no 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 this is Newsmax's decision they're the ones that uh, decided to remove themselves from the platform how do you respond to all of that. Well, it's not true. We wanted to be renewed there. Um, DirecTV gave us, and what they said was they would renew us, but they would never give us any cable fees. Everybody gets in cable news gets a license fee. But they said that Newsmax was not eligible for a fee, that we should never get any fee, even one penny. And obviously we get, uh, we are eligible for cable fees under other agreements, and that would zero out. We've been discriminating against. There are 22 liberal news channels that have lower, most of them have lower ratings than Newsmax, Don, and they get higher fees than we were requesting. Let me tell you what we were requesting. We were asking for about a dollar per year per, per cable subscriber, just a dollar per year. I know you've been in cable business, so you know this is extremely low. Uh, CNN gets $14 a year, and we have half their ratings in many day parts. Uh, we should be eligible for 5 to $7. All we were asking for is a dollar. We had major cable agreements last year, three major ones, and they all signed for this because it was so inexpensive. 
So this is a very fair deal. They're not saving you any money. This is a company, DirecTV made $2.7 billion last year, and they're telling you that they're doing us some favor by putting us on free. They know that as a cable channel, you can't go free. You can't make it just on advertising. And why, why should Newsmax be treated differently than CNN, MSNBC, Fox, or any liberal channel? And I can show you so many of them that have no rating that get 3 or $4. It's a great question, Chris. And, and again, going back to the coverage, uh, I, it's just so suspect when you look at what they did to One American News, but more so you guys, which are, I mean, you guys are a, a powerhouse now in cable news. People are flocking to Newsmax every single day, and, and we hear this from our listeners. So I, I'm wondering how much of this is just straight politics, mainly because you guys have been the only network to actually broadcast these Trump speeches whenever he was out on the road over the summer. Well, I don't know exactly their motive. I can just tell you they don't seem to like conservatives, right? They had two conservative channels that were pretty popular, Newsmax and One America. They got rid of both of them. They haven't deplatformed any liberal channels at all. In fact, they renew them all. We never hear this is an issue at all. This is woke corporate America at work. We know AT&T doesn't like Trump. I could go into the history of it. AT&T used to own, just recently got rid of uh, CNN. Uh, but it was very weaponized against Republicans and Trump under them. So if you know CNN, you know that was AT&T, too. So these are not people that uh, most of your listeners, I think, are very sympathetic or would agree with on their viewpoint, which is fine. I'm for, they keep talking about diversity, except when it comes to conservative voices. So we're really urging people, if you're a direct TV person, President Trump has issued a statement last week. He's urging people to cancel their direct TV. Don't believe the lies when you call them. We're not in negotiations. We didn't want to ask for a lot of money. Uh, they did put a little conservative uh, commentary channel. It's not a news channel in our slot. Uh, there are many options. Dish Network on satellite carries us. Um, all the major other operators carry us, so you can find us very easily. But if you can't, I would, you know, you can cancel by calling uh, 877, and then the number 7, and then the word Newsmax, 877 and then Newsmax, and you'll get DirecTV. We connect you directly, and you can either complain or tell them that, that you're planning on canceling, but a lot of people we hear are canceling. President Trump actually went beyond that. He said that um, he has DirecTV and he has AT&T phones, and he's canceling all his AT&T phones and wireless. So, you know, Americans, even if you're not a DirecTV customer, you can you can stand with us on this. And, and I think that's what you have to do, Chris, is that we've got to fight back against this wokeness that has infected corporate America. And and we're seeing this every single day, uh, supporting organizations and, and companies that, that actually share our values. You know, we direct people to Patriot Mobile. They're a big-time supporter of our show, and uh, they don't buy into all that woke nonsense out there. But what I what really – I might say I love Patriot Mobile, and Donald Jr. said that everybody should – switch from AT&T to Patriot Mobile, which supports conservative causes, by the way. Promo code um, Todd, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, well, I'm definitely Todd. But, but you know, Todd. 
Chris, when you look at the, the great work that Newsmax is doing, and really over the past year or so, I mean, the news product has been beefed up. It's just straight down the middle. You guys are, are letting the viewers decide for themselves, and and it's just good journalism. And it, and it troubles me that that would be silenced by a corporation like DirecTV. Todd, this is a very dangerous moment. I'm not just saying it because I own Newsmax. I've been in the media for almost 30 years. Um, we are the number four top-rated cable news channel in the nation, according to Nielsen. We reach 25 million Americans. We have literally hundreds of congressmen, senators, and other officials around the country that come on Newsmax all the time. We're a real news channel. We're fair and balanced, too. We're, we're as you know, we're fair. We treat. We even have liberals on occasionally and get everybody's perspective. But. Sarah Palin issued a statement yesterday on her Instagram, and we have the story up on Newsmax.com right now. She basically said she believes that the deplatforming and censoring of Newsmax is the beginning of socialism in America. They're taking off the number four cable news channel in the nation, and they did it for one purpose. They're targeting us politically because I can show you everyone else gets a cable fee. They said to Newsmax, you can't even get one penny. We're not going to ever give you a cable fee. Why would they tell us as a conservative channel, we're not eligible, but everybody else does? In my America, that's discrimination. And I think it's a prima facie, it's an apparent, obvious, right in your face. Somebody else called this a brazen act by AT&T, that they would do this right. But the election's coming up. They're afraid of having voices. And we've seen this in big tech on Twitter and Facebook and Google. They're closing down conservative voices. And unless we stand up, so I'm asking people to join with us. I might mention there's an easy way if you want to join with us, if you are a DirecTV 18 customer or, or just an American like you and me that are fighting for, for, for what we believe in against censorship for free speech, they can text the word on their cell phone, truth. If you text truth to 39-747, like the plane, so it's truth to 39-747, We'll get all of the numbers you need, the petition that we have, and you'll be part of our army going out after these guys um, and, and, and trying to fight the woke stuff. Because we're in battle mode here, uh, and we really appreciate the support of your listeners. It's been, it's been really important to us. All right, folks, uh, you've heard your marching orders from Chris Ruddy, and we've got all of those uh, links and those numbers on our live show blog, so we made it real simple for you to go and do that. And then we want you to call our show, and we want to hear from you and also hear what DirecTV is telling you. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. Chris, we really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to talk with us. A lot of fans around here, and uh, we appreciate the great work the whole team at Newsmax is doing. You have been tremendous, uh, Tom. We appreciate your support, and uh, we're going to keep fighting. Keep abreast of every – we have daily announcements what President Trump's going to do next. Again, just text the word TRUTH to 39-747, and we'll get that information to you right away. All and right. Free. It is free. All right, text TRUTH to 39747. Chris Ruddy, the Chief Executive Officer at Newsmax. Chris, thanks a lot now. Thank you. All right, folks, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we have Mark in the Villages. We have Lou on the road. Uh, we're going to be getting to your calls, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show.
right. Any of you guys watched the big playoff game last night? Wow, Cincinnati got robbed. Holy cow. Did you <laughs> That was a mess. The MVP was um, was the, the head ref. Uh, that's who the MVP of that game was. Uh, by the way, you got to hear this audio. So uh, Kansas City Chiefs star Travis, is it Kelsey? Uh, here's what he had to say about the. By the way, the mayor of Cincinnati was uh, doing some uh, trash talking. And here's what happened after the game. I appreciate you. How about this beautiful trophy? Huh? Hey, I got some wise words for that Cincinnati mayor. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. You got to fight for your right to party. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, by the way, NFL rigged was actually trending, and it's still trending on, on Twitter. Uh, Bengals fans really upset over all of this. And, of course, they lost 23-20 to the Chiefs. Very questionable calls. And as a lifelong Tennessee volunteer fan, whenever we play Alabama, we get it. We we know all about those questionable calls there. So, anyway, uh, let's go to the phones. 844-747-8868. Tom in Oakwood, Georgia, wants to weigh in on Newsmax. Hey, Tom, what's up? Well, Todd, I wanted – I was just listening to your show as I normally do, and I have the Dish Network installer coming in the next hour to my home. And I did it last week after what happened to Newsmax – and just for some clarity, when eight when they dropped One America News, I dropped AT and T as my internet supplier. Is and that right? When they said that they were considering dropping Newsmax, I called Directv. I wanted to speak to a supervisor, which I had to wait about five minutes to speak to a supervisor, and I said. I want this to go down in my file that if you drop Newsmax, it isn't if, but when I'm gone. And I said, you know, I will probably be one of millions that do this. Good for you, so Tom. When I, so when I changed, the guy at Dish TV said, I can't believe all the phone calls we're getting people switching. Tom, the challenge that, that DirecTV TV has, they didn't realize how popular Newsmax has become. And that's and, and a lot of that has to do with the wokeness over at Fox News Channel. So, I mean, millions of people have left Fox News Channel, and now they're watching Newsmax. And, of course, I'm on there every Thursday, and my understanding is the ratings just skyrocketed that one particular time of the day. I don't know, I don't know if I can take credit for that or not, but... Uh, but. But, Tom, to your point, and I appreciate your call, uh, good for you, because you, you've got to take a stand, and that's what this is all about, taking a stand. And if that means canceling your cable service, you got to do it, but you got to let DirecTV know why you're doing it. All right, let's go to Mark in the Villages, America's friendliest hometown down in Florida. Hey, hey Mark, what's going on? Hey, Todd, I just wanted to touch on those five police officers. You know, I watched that video very you know, I watched it intensely for a few hours. I think what triggered those police officers were that they just got pepper sprayed. They were pepper spraying him. They got the pepper spray in their eyes. They were half, they were ticked off at him to begin with. They went chasing after him. Then they ended up limping. They got hurt because they were kicking him so much. And you could see one of them walking around there. 
And and I'll tell you, my advice to the police departments: find out who they're really recruiting before you put them on the tra- put them through training, and then on the force. Meaning, you have many officers who would never do what those um, five did. Go to family, friends, teachers. Just get character references going back six years, maybe farther. There seems to be many hotheads and control freaks on the force, and as you know, it needs addressing. You have to stop some someplace. So do extensive background checks. There's no there's no um, more code of silence when it comes to protecting the public. I I know they see and deal with a lot, but they have to. And I put it as S A T B R. Stop and think before reacting. We've got too many hotheads on the force, Todd, and and they've got to go back and find out from family, relatives, friends. Who are these police officers that they're putting on the force? Are they do they have temper problems? Do they have anger issues? Because these guys clearly didn't stop and think. They got angry because they got hurt and they were going to make him pay for it. And one of the idiots and one of these guys, the white guy, he, he I think he pepper sprayed himself. And then his glasses, he wears glasses, so I guess his glasses fell off. And so a good part of that video is him trying to find the glasses. And I'm like, good Lord, you got a guy blind as a bat out there. I'm just glad he didn't start firing off the gun. I mean, these guys, it was like, uh, it was like the, um, the, the, uh, the cops at the, um, at the circus running around like that. They have attitude problems. You look at that guy at Half Moon Bay shooting that killed seven people in California. You know, this is one of the strictest gun laws in the country. Over a hundred dollar repair bill. You've got too many people out there with at with, their minds are just not straight. And there's family members and friends, even police officers on the force that know. Hey, listen, he's got an attitude problem. He's got a temper problem. You know, I've had attitude problems, but I've never gone out and punched people and beat them up and do what they've done. They've got to address the. You got to get into the minds of these people and find out how they really react and the only ones that know that are family members and friends and friends of theirs on the police department mark Mark, we got to leave it there i want to try to fit lou in here we got about 30 seconds lou what's on your mind hey lou uh you're lou i'm todd Uh, it's all good yeah that's right hey so i wanted to uh, talk to uh one about one of your gentlemen earlier from last uh you know really uh, a lot of the items that, that are around that uh, uh, the Mr. Nichols issue, is it's really about accountability. And unfortunately, you know, they've, uh, we've lost sight of basic truth. You know, all life is precious. Uh, white, black, yellow, whatever. We are all precious in this sight. And, you know, you know, if we can hold on to those basic truths, you know, and be accountable to those basic truths, a, a lot of this stuff could be avoided. Uh, yeah, well said. I really hit on and, and Lou, I hate to do this, but we are running right smack out of time, and I am so sorry. Uh, but it's a great point you made, and we've got to get back to absolute truth. That no doubt about it. Hang tight, everybody. We got more coming up next. Now, a crazy story has come to my attention involving a young man, nineteen years old, worked for a police department in Georgia and was pressured to resign after he had been investigated for posting something on social media defending traditional marriage, marriage between one man and one woman. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. This young man's going to tell his story to the rest of the nation. Jacob Kersey uh, also has a podcast by the same name. Jacob, good to have you with us today. Well, Todd, thanks so much for, for having me on. And, you know, I've been listening to you for years and, and 
man, I'm just in such disbelief that something like this would would, would happen would happen to me, especially here in, in Georgia. On uh, on January second, I posted that God created marriage. Um, marriage refers to Christ and His bride, the Church, and that's why there's no such thing as a homosexual marriage. And you'll find statements just like that all throughout Scripture, really. And and you'll find that on Christian websites and statement of beliefs um, for churches all across the nation. Um, but I, I was told by my police department um, that it offended someone that I work with and that I would need to take it down. And and, and when I refused, um, they basically gave me an ultimatum. They said, you can either resign now or we're going to create a new department policy that if you say anything like this in the future, if it's not a Bible verse, but if it's your interpretation or opinion of Scripture, uh, or if you teach Scripture um, and it offends someone, then you'll be fired for it. And so I didn't think it wise to, to play that game with the police department as dangerous as the job is. Uh, so I decided to resign on January 17th. Now, this was the Port Wentworth Police Department, which I understand is outside Savannah. Is, is that right? Correct. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a smaller police department right outside Savannah. And you would think that, uh, you know, a police department like that would would, would not pull something like this. You, you might expect this out of, you know, a big, big city like New York. Uh, but but not out of a small city in, in Georgia, so it, it's kind of unbelievable. Now I want to read. To, I want to read. This is exactly what you wrote, word for word, that caused all the trouble. Uh, you wrote, "God designed marriage. Marriage refers to Christ and the Church. That's why there is no such thing as homosexual marriage." Um, look, it it doesn't matter if you know how you feel. This is your opinion here, and I see I see nothing offensive by what you wrote. I mean, this is a belief of just about every Protestant church and Catholic church in America, if not the world. Absolutely, and you know, I I, I have to ask the question: Are police officers allowed to to be religious? Are they allowed to be Christian? Because if if you are a Christian. Um, then, then Scripture is very clear that that is God's design for marriage, that it, that it is supposed to be between a man and a woman, because it mirrors, it reflects Christ and his love for his bride, the Church. And if you have a distorted view of marriage, then you're going to have a distorted view of the entire gospel. So you write this, I, I, so Jacob, you write this, and I understand you got a phone call, what, the next day from a supervisor? Correct. Yes, my, my supervisor called me the next day. He said, "Hey, you're going to need to remove the post. Um, it offended someone, um, and 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 there's separation of church and state, so you can't post anything like that." Which I must add is a terrible misunderstanding and uh, ignorance of of what that phrase actually means and where it comes from. But I was pressured to remove it, and uh, they brought me in uh, uh, to a meeting on January 4th this year. Um, and my police chief. What, what you read, he said that that was the same thing as me using the N-word. So he equated me to the most horrific kind of racist that there is, uh, which I think is absolutely despicable that, that anything like that would be said. Well, it's, and it's simply not true. Uh, this, again, is a deeply held religious belief by just about every major denomination in the world. Uh, I'm curious, though, Jacob, um, what about... What about during the, the Gay Pride Month? They had the month of June. People flying the flags. Does the department celebrate that? Anybody in the department posting those kinds of uh, messages or the, the rainbow flag on their pages? Well, the, the Portmore Police Department specifically uh, doesn't participate in any gay pride parades. But, I mean, if you look around, uh, there are police departments all over the nation, officers in uniform, in patrol cars, and on social media. 
uh, um, post, um, you know, about their participation in gay, gay pride, which I would say is, is anti-Christian. It's against Scripture. Um, but, but it's their Christians right. Aren't calling, yeah, but Christians aren't calling for those officers to be fired or to remove from their job. Um, but if a Christian, when they're off duty like I was, I wasn't on duty, um, not in uniform on my own personal Facebook page, posted something like this, I'm, I'm forced, basically forced to resign for something like this. And, and take me through that, because, again, I always encourage people, you fight the good fight, and if they fire you, at that point, I think you have solid legal standing to, to take action. Why did you feel the need to, to resign? Well, you know, law enforcement is a, an extremely dangerous job, and, and they were telling me that I would I wasn't fired, that they wanted to bring me back to work, but that if I posted anything like that again in the future, if, if someone complained, then I would get fired for it. So I would had to have went back to work, posted something like that again, waited to get fired and go through the process all over again. And, and when I'm supposed to be responding to calls and, and, and taking care of the citizens of Port Wentworth, I just didn't think it was very wise to be trying to do that and play this, this game with my police department when they didn't have my back. This is just unbelievable that that this went down, and uh, and it's sad uh, because ultimately the Constitution protects your right to practice your religion beyond the walls of your home or your church, and and the Constitution affords you the right to post whatever you would like to post, um, and it bothers me that they're coming after you simply because of your deeply held religious beliefs. Right. Well, it, it, they came after me, you know, a young man in, in, in a small town in Georgia. So, I mean, I'm sure that they're going to keep coming after people. And, and my story is not going to be unique. Um, and, I, I, you know, people have messaged me, Todd, and asked me what happened to the First Amendment. Well, I'll tell you what happened to the First Amendment. People just don't stand up for their rights. They don't stand up. You know, we the people have to fight for that document. The document won't fight for itself, and, and that's one of the reasons why I'm telling this story. Well, I'm glad you're doing it. And so, Jacob, I know you've got the podcast. Where can people go if they want to if they want to listen to the podcast? Well, if you want to keep up with the story and, and follow what we're doing, I'm at Real Jacob Kersey across social media platforms, and, and my podcast is called the Jacob Kersey Program. Um, and that's available wherever you get podcasts, whether it's on Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, you name it. All right, good stuff. Well, Jacob, you keep us updated, and I have to imagine one of the religious liberty law firms uh, is going to be all over this story. Uh, certainly sounds like they did you wrong, and and let's just hope that uh, good is able to come out of all of this. Well, well thank you, Todd. Uh, yeah, we're currently talking about some legal options, but I appreciate the time to come on today. All right. Uh, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen, a pretty despicable story coming out of Georgia. Jacob Kersey, 19 years old, a police officer resigning under pressure uh, simply because he posted something about supporting the biblical definition of marriage. Jacob, God bless you and thank you. Uh, folks, again, looking at this story, do you think the officer, Jacob, he was in the right here or was the police department right to put pressure on this kid? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, you just heard Chris Ruddy on our program AT&T's DirecTV removed Newsmax, and they won't be getting Newsmax anymore. And I don't know about you, but that makes me angry. 
I love Newsmax, the fourth highest rated cable news channel in America. Now DirecTV and UVerse subscribers will not see it. It's been censored. And President Trump called AT&T DirecTV censorship disgusting. He also says that AT&T Direct, um, or, and DirecTV dropped OAN, the second conservative channel. Meanwhile, DirecTV is keeping 22 liberal news channels. And remember, you're paying for all those liberal channels. Now, President Trump calling on you to cancel your DirecTV, UVerse, and AT&T services, including their cell phone coverage. So let's stand for free speech on this program. And I want you to do two things today. First of all, call DirecTV toll-free. That's 877-7-NEWSMAX. 877-7-NEWSMAX, and let them know that you want Newsmax back on their platform. And everyone listening can go online now to sign Newsmax's petition, IWantNewsmax.com. That's IWantNewsmax.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Wow, big ice storm is going to hit most of the country. Not looking forward to that. We don't we don't handle cold very well here in the southern states. Just going to say. By the way, did you see this crazy video of the uh, the Eagles fans? And they're really uh, they're really fired up over this uh, big win. And so you had a bunch of the the, the fans getting on top of one of these uh, bus stop coverings, and they they just fell right through. I guess everybody's okay. Hope, hope, no broken bones, but uh, you never know. Uh, Philadelphia, that is a crazy, insane city. I'm just going to leave that there. Hey, let's go to the phones. Francis in Georgia wants to talk about Newsmax. Hey, Francis. Hi. Hi, Todd. Thank you for all you do. I'm so happy to talk to you. I'm a first-time caller. Well, we're so glad to have you on the show. What's, what's on your mind, Francis? I had a wonderful experience. All week I've been trying to get through to uh, direct to talk to somebody, to tell them to cancel. And I, it was difficult. So anyway, yesterday morning, Sunday, I knew they were going to start about 9 o'clock. I was the first caller. And by 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I had this. I had it back. I had Newsmax back. I was celebrating in here by myself. Is that right? Good, so, for, good for you. I, I felt so alienated from the world that I haven't heard news for a week. I won't listen to those idiots. I'm tired of it. Tired of their baloney. I know exactly what is going on. And I just wanted to tell you and tell you, your listeners, it was an easy experience. He was here. He did a job beautiful. By 3 o'clock, from the 9 o'clock in the morning call to dish. Francis, good for you. What a great American patriot you are. And I and it's it's good to know that it didn't take all that that long either. So you're able to get back into the know. Well, I had to. I I just felt terrible not knowing what's going on. I knew what they were doing to us. They did tell me on on a call it had to do with not being able to get up, you know, unfreeze my credit soon enough. The first call they did tell me that um, they were working on, they were negotiating. And, and they were doing it for the last two days. They were negotiating, and I said to myself, that's baloney. They're not negotiating anything. You saw through it. I saw through it. I pay attention. I listen to people like you, and I watch Newsmax. Good for they you. too much, I don't know. <laughs> Francis, you, you, you sound like a great lady, great patriot. And by the way, well done on your first call, because now you're going to be a veteran. So you got to give us a call back. Oh, thank you. 
I'd love to call you back. I finally wrote your number down. Awesome. I knew as soon as, I knew as, soon as you came back on, you would put the number on before and tell us. And I got it. Good. That's so, why we do that, Francis. It's hard. I mean, you're doing stuff and you want to call in and you got to remember all the numbers. So we, had, we just put it out there so people can write it down. Please keep doing the good work you're doing. We right. You could get a tattoo, too, Phyllis. You just tattoo our... No, I don't want to recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put a sign out. There you, <laughs> there you go. All right. Thanks for calling, Francis, from Georgia, listening to us on WDUN. Great callers there. But it is hard. I, I'm telling you, I, I'm driving around and, you know, I'm listening to a show and I try to write down the number as I'm driving and, you know, you don't want to get into an accident. Can we talk about this story? Um, this is weird and, and we've got a lot of political stuff to talk about in the next hour. But there is a new trend in restaurants. And I don't know if you've noticed this, but all of these uh, restaurants, the owners, are coming under fire because uh, they're not paying enough in wages. And so you're getting these leftists, and they're demanding that they up the pay, up the hourly wage. And a lot of these, especially fast food restaurants, they can't do it. So there's just they're going to some other alternatives. You might have noticed some of the McDonald's now when you walk in they they don't have people they had these machines and you you punch in whatever you want to order you plop in your credit card and then you wait for the meal to come out and I'm assuming they have humans preparing the meal for you I don't know but what they've done is and they've done this in grocery stores too if you've noticed they have 32 checkout lines at my local Kroger. Only one is open, and then they want everybody else to go through the bag it yourself. By the way, may I just say, um, I do that all the time. You know, I, I bag my own groceries, I swipe all the stuff, and I pay the barcode, the whole nine yards. I never get invited to the Kroger Christmas party. I never get a Christmas bonus at the end of the year. Doing all that work for them. So anyway, now the latest craze is apparently something called robot servers. And there's a restaurant here in Memphis, called El Porton. And it is, um, it's a, a Mexican joint. And they have now hired a couple of robot waiters. And the robots, they kind of look like, uh, as they were described, they look like a cross between R2-D2 and a Roomba. I don't know what a Roomba is, but I know what R2-D2 is. The robots are capable of speaking. They sing happy birthday to the guest, and they can tell customers to get out of the way if they're standing in the path. So what do they do? I mean, how do they – my question is, is there somebody behind the scenes getting them the chips and the salsa? How does that work? According to local reports, the robot servers are a hit with customers. They're calling them beautiful and awesome, and they're videotaping all the time. The robots are named Bella 1 and Bella 2, and this is the creepy part. Look, I've seen Terminator. I've seen all the Terminator movies, so I know this always leads to very bad things happening when you give the robots more freedom. So the robots have cat faces, and that to me is kind of disgusting because I'm not sure I want to be served my meal by something that looks like a cat. Edward Dillard is a regular at the restaurant. He tells one local TV station, the little robot seems so friendly. With the human being, you can be up or down. 
But the robot just smiles and says, here is your meal. It was kind of cute. No, it's scary. This is the rise of the robots. It starts at a Mexican joint in Memphis, and the next thing you know, we're all going to be in some sort of a slave ship. I'm just telling you. Anyway, the robot helpers, they say, might seem like something out of fiction, but they cannot cook, and the waiter is still required to unload the food. So the restaurant manager does not expect the restaurant to be fully staffed by robots anytime soon, but says they are a big help during the lunch rushes. The robots cost about $25,000 and took eight hours to program the restaurant's floor plan. So there you go. May I just say, I, I don't know about this. Would you rather be served by a human being or a robot? And better yet, I just I need to know, are we supposed to tip the robots? That's what I need to know. Do we tip the robots? Do you give them a squirt of WD-40? What do we do? 844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Can they zap like bad customers? Just zap them right there. Poof, you're gone. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. You know, the more I, I think about what we've been through uh, here in the Memphis, Tennessee area over the past couple of days, welcome to the Todd Stearns Radio Program, by the way. Glad to have you with us uh, this hour of the of the show. What really strikes me is um, a couple of things. First of all, the national media. These folks came in here, camped out over at the Peabody Hotel, the Grand Hotel of the South, sitting there looking at our beautiful ducks and the beautiful Italian and the Italian fountain, drinking our Tennessee sipping whiskey, eating our barbecue, flirting with our women. And then they turn around and they're hoping and praying that our city burned to the ground. I tried to tell everybody. I did. I even reached out to the former uh, the former bosses at Fox and said, hey, guys, yeah, there, this is going to be a big dud if you're looking for violence, because that's not who we are. That's not how we roll in Memphis. Yes, you're probably going to get carjacked, but our protests are very peaceful. So anyway, they didn't listen, and it is what it is. But here's here's what strikes me here. They want you to think that there's some sort of a national issue with the police department, right? They want you to believe that there is a systemic issue of racism in every police department in America. And when you step back, and as horrific as the George Floyd case was, as horrific as the Terry Nichols case was, by and large, an overwhelming majority of the interactions between police and civilians are peaceful. So is there really even a problem? You've got President Biden going out there and making this all about race. He seemed to be unaware that that an overwhelming majority of the Memphis Police Department is black. The five officers involved were black. There was one white guy now involved. And they'll probably make this all about race now. City Council overwhelmingly black. The police chief black. But it's a white man's problem. That's what they want you to believe. I... I don't believe there's even a systemic problem in the police force nationwide. I don't believe we have a problem in law enforcement. Yes, there are some very bad people that are wearing a badge. But you know what? Those people, they're being prosecuted. They're being sent to prison, and they should be. And if the death penalty is on the table for what happened to Tyree Nichols, then by golly, they ought to go for it. 
We ought to stand for life in this country. But that's just a thought. Anyway, we're going to be taking your calls on this. And I'm curious, do you believe that we have a systemic problem in law enforcement? And it is, is it white supremacy, which is what all these uh, professional race agitators are now alleging? 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free number, 844-747-8868. I want to go to Preston in Newburn, North Carolina, who wants to weigh in on this robot story we were talking about in the last segment. Preston, good to have you with us. Hey, Todd. Good to be with you. All right. So I'm just curious here, Do you? because I personally have a problem with a robot serving me a meal. I want to see a human being there. <laughs> Look, I, I totally see what you're saying. I had a problem with robots, period. I, I am not ready for some kind of supernatural Robotron world that's coming around the corner. I am old-fashioned. I like country diners. I like to walk into a McDonald's and say, how you doing? Give me a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm not ready for this stuff. I'm getting old. You know, I know I'm getting old. And I just feel for my kids, my grandkids. What are they going to do? I mean, there's no personal interaction anymore. You see somebody, a teenager or something like that, and they they got a frown on their face. They're not personable. I mean, how much further is it going to go, you know, before, you know, society just, you know, we're just not connected anymore. I mean, robots, cell phones, all this stuff. Preston, here's... I'm with you. I want to be able to go into my local meet and three, which is what we call a diner in the South. I want to go into my meet and three, and there's a waitress there, and she's got a bouffant hairdo. She's smacking some big red chewing gum, and she says, hey, sugar, and sits me down, and when she brings out my country fried steak, there's an extra biscuit there. I don't think a robot's going to do that for me. Nah, nah, nah you're right. Um, I'm, it's just sad, but, you know, well, here again, I'm old-fashioned. I hate to see it. I'm kind of like one of these guys, like, stop the world. I think I want to get off at this bus stop right here. You know, I'm good right here. I'm, I can stay yes. stuck right here. Matter of fact, we can back up a few blocks if you want to. But um, Why don't you, know, you bring you me br- – hey, Preston, let's bring us back to Mayberry. Can we do that? Just back back her on up oh, to please. Andrew Griffith's show. Please. I would, I would give my right arm to live there. My and, uh, goodness. But yeah. I guess, I guess I'm, I'm just backwards, but uh, – Anyway, I feel for the grandkids. I don't know what you know what the world's going to turn into, and and this this conversation could open up a lot of doors about the future. But um, it could, Preston. What happened? In, it could. It really could. This thing about Memphis, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Todd. There's no systemic problem with the police department. There's none. We have good police. I thank God for the police and all the people that wear the badge because. They're out here to help us. They're out here to protect us and to, and to make sure that we we have our stuff and we can keep our stuff and it don't get walked off with and things like that. Um, so I'm with you, and I appreciate your show. I appreciate the things you, you say because you say the things that I can't say because I'm not on the radio and I don't have an audience. So appreciate you and your show. Well, you're kind to say that, Preston. You give us a call back. Newburn is a beautiful town. We, I love. I've been there a time or two, and just absolutely beautiful. Thank you for that call, Howard. Writing in, and this is troubling. Howard, listening to us on WRWH in Cleveland, Georgia, 
Todd, we have a robot here in Cleveland at the Mexican restaurant. What is it with Mexican restaurants? What's going on here? I call him Robo. (laughs) Howard gave him a name. And FYI, McDonald's have test operations in Texas, and robots are doing the cooking in the back, and they only have a couple of live people. Just say it, it's coming. Howard, this is horrifying. I just don't know about this. Let's buy the and here's the thing about McDonald's, and I will just say this and we'll go to the phones. But McDonald's cannot even get a working ice cream machine in their restaurants. How in the world are they gonna have robots out there? I mean, really. All right, eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Victor in Maryland wants to weigh in on the robots. All right, Victor, what say you? Well, another aspect of the Jetsons have become reality. Um, remember Robe, uh, Rosie made that uh, cooked for the Jetsons? Oh, yeah, Rosie, yes. Rosie, and, Rosie the robot. Yep, and then Electronimo, the robot dog. And um, my fiancé gave me a robot cat for Christmas. Wait, wait, wait. Your fiancé gave you a robot cat? Yes. It's called Love a Pet. And uh, she got me a great cat. It meows, it purrs. What? Takes its paw and licks it, uh, rolls over. It cannot walk. You don't have to feed it or clean up after it. That's really weird, Victor. I mean, does it does it meow? Do you turn it on yeah, and it off? Does or? Meow and it purrs. <laughs> it meows and purrs. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, Todd, I wish you could get on WCBM live. I can't stand the guy that's on there now. He's turned into a laughing hyena, and he plays Jim Gossip comedy all through the show. I'd rather listen to you. Well, you're kind, you know what, Victor? We'll pass that along. Very good people at WCBM, and I know they carry our show later in the evening there, but uh, but they're good, good people. Victor, I'm just alarmed at this cat you have, but uh, but the great irony is you're actually listening to us on a robotic um, uh, on a robotic system called Alexa. So. Yes, and I enjoy picking an affiliate. Uh, the other week I had WLOB on so I could learn a little bit about Maine, where my mother was born in Portland back in 1921. Wow. That's fun. That's fun. Well, Victor, we, we appreciate you calling in. Uh, what's your cat's name, by the way? Have you got a name for Gray it? Malkin. I'm sorry? Gree Malkin. It means gray cat in oh. Middle English. Of course it does. It, I love it. Came it came from the play um, of uh, Macbeth, I think, where the three witches are are uh, saying bubble bubble toil in trouble and you hear this cat meowing and the witch says i come grimalkin oh dear all right victor appreciate that and uh, thank you for calling in i love victor this is great we had a cat when i was we caught it was called cuddles but i don't think it was from greek mythology or even shakespeare all right we got to take a break here Apparently the robots have already taken over. I mean, this is it. If you've got if you've got robotic animals out there now, we're doomed. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Our toll free telephone number. That's eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. I don't even like the real cats. We'll be right back. Yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been watching these videos. And I know Josh, our um, our board op today, has you're a big sports guy, and Josh, I'm telling you, I I see some pretty questionable calls made by these refs, and all of them went against the Bengals. 
I, I'm just saying, I something doesn't smell right about this. But anyway, uh, NFL rigged is trending on social media right now, if you believe that. Hey, um, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about reparations, and uh, people get very upset with me here in Memphis, Tennessee, when I refer to reparations, um, mainly because um, instead of looting, for example, you know, over the weekend there was a lot of looting, uh, pillaging, and plundering in Memphis, Tennessee. Didn't make the national news. But they don't call that looting. They call that a form of reparations. As a matter of fact, uh, someone actually made a notation on one of the videos, and it showed a, a white pickup truck smashing through the front of a of a game uh, store, a gaming store. And what do they call that? GameStop. Thank you. <laughs> it was right there on the tip of my tongue. They hit like three or four GameStops and a bunch of other video game stores and, and sporting goods stores because you need a good pair of sneakers if you're going to run from the police. So I understand. I mean, you know, you got to be you got to be ready to run. So anyway, um, some guy said, well, maybe these guys just didn't have any video games and they want video games. And therefore, they're going to break into a store and take the video games because they feel like they are owed that. So it's it's an interesting thought because some people truly believe that because there is a new sneaker out that costs two hundred dollars and they don't have $200, they feel like they are deserving of that sneaker. Therefore, therefore, they will, we call it looting, but in their minds, it's repatriating. It's they're taking what belongs to someone else, and they are claiming it for themselves. So anyway, there's a big conversation on the Breakfast Club, and one of the hosts says, you know what, we do need reparations, and I want you to hear how he suggests we do that. America has about 10 major exports, gold, oil, water, mm-hmm. electricity, we get a 25% cut permanently. This is perpetual. Mm-hmm. Every time America makes a dollar, we get 25 cents of that dollar as part of the reparations payment. American Africans, 60% of us, make up 10 states. All 10 of the states that represent 60% of us are seaboarding states. We should automatically control the port so we know what's coming in, what's going out, and we also get a percentage of that. But here's my biggest issue with reparations. Three. Mm-hmm. One, psychological damages. I'm not hearing enough of the reparations talking heads discuss enough about the psychological damages. You know you can get far more from what you're owed psychologically than you can ever get for 243 years of unpaid labor on the plantation. The psychological damage is what what, what affects us the most. Every time you see a black man with a white woman, that's psychological damage. Every time you see a black woman with a blonde wig on her head, that's psychological damage. Every time you see a little black boy or girl playing with a white doll instead of a black doll, that's psychological damage. When you see a black man take the life of, of another black man, that's psychological damage. America owes us more for the psychological holocaust than she can ever owe for the labors. Now, I want you to hear me now. This kind of rhetoric, that's what you would hear on The Breakfast Club just about every day. And this is a very popular program, and a lot of people are buying what these people are selling. And they truly believe they are owed psychological damage. They want actually, they called for reparations in the form of a 25% tax on all exports. Now, I think this is fascinating, and it's worth having a conversation about. So let's have the conversation. Now, who exactly is going to be taxed? Because not every white person in America owned slaves. 
As a matter of fact, most white people did not own slaves because we were all dirt poor. So do the descendants, are the descendants of the non-slave-owning white people in American history, are they going to be exempt from this particular fee, this tax? But beyond that, what about the blacks who own slaves in America? Are they going to be taxed? Is there going to be a special tax set aside for them? But then I think we have to expand it just a smidge, because where did the slaves come from? Now, this is an interesting question. Over the weekend, I watched a movie. I was intrigued. I've been seeing the, um, the, the trailers for it, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie. It's called The Woman King, Viola Davis, the star of this movie. And it's actually set on a in a it's a true story um, about a about a woman who was these Amazon warriors in the kingdom of Dahomey, which is in Africa. And if you watch the movie, which I did, I watched the movie. You will be you will you will learn that the Africans themselves sold each other into slavery. So my question is: Will there be a special tax? placed on those African nations and tribes that actually sold their own people or their enemies into slavery. So where do you draw the line? Or do you just blame all modern-day white people who have never owned slaves? Just curious about that. 844-747-8868. So don't be surprised. I mean, that you get carjacked. It's not that they're committing a crime. It's you're committing a crime by having enough money to go buy a nice car. They're just repatriating that car. All right, let's go to Patty. North Carolina wants to weigh in on the Pelosi video, a Paul Pelosi video. Hey, Nate, Patty, what's up? Hey, Todd, how are you? Uh, listen, yeah, I, I just think there's something not right with this video. I mean, boy, Paulie would not let go of that drink, huh? No, it, it's very odd, and, and it, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but you're talking about the video where clearly the guy whacked, whacked him on the head with the hammer. Well, uh, that was kind of exactly. shocking. What was going on from the time? He, I mean, this guy broke in it's, mm-hmm. it's funny too how the guy knew exactly where to break into too i wonder what he was drinking i did wonder that it looked like maybe ginger ale a fresca maybe well i know one thing you didn't have a maga hat on no <laughs> well oh that's true because the guy yeah they're claiming that the guy's a big maga sport i don't know yeah yeah the guy has blm all over his uh i don't know whatever he lives in they he's blm and uh antifa and all and, you know but they completely they said that he was a MAGA person. I love he it, Patty. Are you, are you following this now? Uh, so it, they're like, he's a MAGA guy, MAGA guy, but he's got BLM stuff all over the place. But he's a MAGA supporter. And just like here in Memphis, oh, it's the white guys, it's the white guys. Well, okay, it was five black guys who, who killed this, this dude. So it's whenever the left or the media tells you something, it's always the exact opposite. So what do you? what's your take on the video? I well, mean, what, what is, You know, I mean, not for anything, but that drink had to just be made, Todd, because I noticed something. And, Patty, there was somebody else there, too. I don't know if you saw the left-hand corner of that video. There's somebody in the shadows. There was a third person there. Hey, Patty, got to run. It's a good thought, though. I'm not sure what to make of it just yet. 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. All right, Whoopi Goldberg has a thought on the Tyree Nichols case. 
She says, and she said this on The View today, Whoopi, one of the squawking magpies on that show, she wondered if white people need to be beaten by the police before there was actually police reform. So Whoopi now advocating for cops to go out and beat white people. Uh, Yeah. All right. There you go. I want to go to the phones real quick here. John in Kentucky wants to weigh in on the, um, the looting that happened over the weekend in Memphis. Hi, John. What's on your mind? Hey there, Mr. Starnes. Real quick, uh, before I get on to the main point, Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist. See it. If you didn't see it, get the video. Awesome movie. Anyhow, um, I just wanted to say, I know that Tennessee happens to be a very firearm-friendly state. All these guys that are going into these stores, breaking in and looting, what's going to happen when the owners of the store guard their property and their lives are threatened and they start shooting back? And I hang up and listen for your response. Thanks, Todd. God bless you. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, John. Appreciate that. You know, I was talking to the owner of, of one of the stores that did not get looted. His his The store next door to him was a GameStop, and it was just completely destroyed. And the guy told me, he's from, the, from one of the Middle Eastern countries. He says, you know, we come to these neighborhoods. We try to start these businesses. We want to give jobs, bring jobs to the community. We want to have a nice business, a nice store that people can come into, be proud of. And he goes, and then they turn around, and they are, he says that he, they've lost track of how many times they've been robbed. And he says, when they call the cops, sometimes it's two hours before the cops even show up. Because, again, there are not enough cops on the street. So I think, to your point, John, yeah, that is a concern that people are going to take matters into their own hands, and they're going to protect their property, no matter the cost. All right, appreciate that call. 844-747-8868. Now, you might have heard a a new sponsor, um, a new sponsor's ad running about the uh, God Bless the USA Bible. And we had Lee Greenwood on a while back talking about this incredible, incredible Bible. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. We're honored to have Hugh Kirkpatrick with us, president of Elite Source Pro. That's the company providing the God Bless the USA Bible to the world. Hugh, hope you're doing good today. Hello, Todd. Thanks for having me. We're doing great here in Nashville. Well, I want you to tell us, Hugh, about this Bible and what makes it so unique. Okay, great. Well, it, uh, we started watching a couple of years ago, Todd, when the uh, riots and the um, statues were coming down, and Lee and I spoke, and we started thinking about how do we, uh, what do we do to help people, to get some maybe some unity, somebody united. And we thought, okay, we're all Americans. We all are under a red, white, and blue flag. We all pay taxes, so we said the Bible's the best-selling book in the world, but we also wanted people to understand the, uh, the political side of our Constitution, Bill of Rights, uh, U.S. Constitution. So we put those documents behind Scripture in this Bible. So it is every, it, it's totally a, a study tool to help today's older generation, maybe help our younger generation, learn and know things that they're not being taught today. You see, I think this is a brilliant thing, and I have a copy of this of this Bible, and it's so incredibly helpful because you're able to see, okay, so this concept within the Constitution, it was rooted in this passage of Scripture or this biblical thought, and it, it really helps helps you understand the thinking and the mindset of the Founding Fathers when they were putting together our founding documents. Well, that's true. And we did, uh, we studied Barna research. We look at Pew. We look at the American Family Council. We studied their data and we started seeing the decline of church attendance. And 26 million people stopped reading the Bible during COVID. Well, 
uh, we're looking at and watching these numbers. And I'm sadly, it's our current, it's, it's us. It's, it's the people that aren't teaching and helping their children, their schools. They're, they're just not helping. But yet the schools are indoctrinating our, our kids with, you know, transsexual drag shows. They're, they're being bullied on social media. They're being intimidated. They even mention the word Jesus or God. And so the kids are being overwhelmed with such a negative influence. It's going to be up to us to get this printed word in their hands where they can at least have a an heirloom when we all pass away, something to remember us and remember, remember America about. And, and I think it's fair to just, it's not like you guys have added to the Word of God. Uh, this is like a study Bible where you have enhancements. Uh, you know, many of us have the old Ryrie study Bible or, you know, some of the uh, modern day, you know, Dr. Shanley has his uh, study Bible. And that's what this is. That, that's exactly correct. But we did not change one dot or tittle, as they call it. We the It's the King James Version, the original King James Version that came over from England. It is uh, non, it, we did not uh, hurt it in any way. We just added those documents so that you would have it all in one place. And, uh, you know, we've done a lot of research on this, and people out there, uh, kids were asking, we, we found out, Todd, that a lot of people under 40 years old don't have a Bible. Is that and right? They, they don't even have one. But yet our older generations may have five that are in a drawer, they're in a box, they're somewhere. So we The dashboard of the pickup truck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so we dressed it up. We It's got an American flag on the front cover. It says, Holy Bible, God bless the USA. And uh, everybody, 100% of people that have gotten one, they love it. And they are just so thankful to be able to pass it down to help their family. We need to get that Bible in the hands of some of these woke preachers who think to, who think it's wrong to, you know, have an American flag in the sanctuary. Well, uh, believe it or not, uh, we had a group out of Utah that claimed to be Christian try to, well, in fact, they did start a petition to stop the printing of this project. What? And we had, they, they did back in Utah about two years ago. You can, you can Google it, look it up, <laughs> uh, or anybody listening can. It, uh, they stopped our printer, uh, and our printer said that basically that they was just too much flack, and uh, they didn't want to get involved in the polit- politics of the country. So we found a different printer, and we kept going. And so, uh, but yeah, that we need to get in the hands of everybody that can read. And that's another point. We made these documents readable. They're not in old English script. They're not in cursive. They're in regular plain font where anybody that can read can read these these this, this, this info. I I love this. God bless the USA Bible dot com, folks, is the website. God bless the USA Bible dot com, and I also understand uh, Hugh. At least my, the version I had, it had the handwritten lyrics to "God Bless the USA" that Lee Greenwood wrote. Well, that's correct. Lee is a dynamite. He's an amazing patriot. He uh, wanted to put the chorus, uh, so that's what's inside uh, with those documents is uh, a copy of the chorus. God Bless the USA, uh, hand-signed hand and written by Lee. And uh, he just, uh, you know, Lee has, uh, has been doing this a long time, and as uh, he just wanted something that could probably outlast us all forever, and uh, he, we put this together. I just think this is a brilliant thing, and not only is it just useful to get into the hands of, of kids who maybe uh, they're just learning about America, they don't know much about the Bible, this is a wonderful tool uh, to help educate them about both, Hugh. Well, Todd, you're correct, and uh, this, lastly, uh, one of the 
things that really got us was we did a study before we started this project to find out how many Americans, it didn't matter their age, 15 years old, uh, 80 years old, 90 years old, had actually read the founding document. And it was over 90% had never read any of the founding documents. They don't know the Bill of Rights. They don't know the Constitution. They don't know the Declaration. They've seen the picture hanging on the wall, but they've never read the words. And so we wanted to say, you've got to put this into people's hands because something else is coming, Todd. There is a, a, a an agenda right now to, in the future, to digitize the Bible and actually stop printing it because if, if people are reading yeah, everybody's consuming so much info on their a mobile device or their computer, but it's an underhanded way to get the Bible out of print. Same reason they used to burn libraries. They just didn't want the people having the actual knowledge. But there is a an agenda to uh, try to use the Green Energy Act or the Green to stop cutting down trees, stop wasting paper. People don't want Bibles anymore in print, and uh, that really got our attention too. Oh, I don't like that. That's uh, yeah, that uh, leads to no good. No good. Uh, Hugh, we're going to leave it there. Again, God bless the USA Bible.com. Folks, this is a great resource for your kids, for you. And it also, uh, during the holiday season, I have to imagine, makes a wonderful gift Bible uh, to someone in your in your um, community as well. God bless the USA Bible.com. Hugh, we're going to get you back on. I, I just love, love, love this idea. I love my version of the Bible that you guys sent me. It's absolutely spectacular. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for having me. All right. There you go. Hugh Kirkpatrick, president of Elite Source Pro, and they've been putting out the God Bless the USA Bible. Yeah, I don't like this idea of the Bible just going, what, digital? I There have been a couple of times when I forgot my Bible, and I get to church, and there you got to pull it up on your smartphone, and then everybody's kind of looking at you because they're like, what the heck is going on? Why is Starnes checking his emails and his text messages? Why isn't he reading the Bible? And I'm like, well, I am reading the Bible. It's on my smartphone. It's all very off-putting. And then you got to widen the text. I, no, no, no. Give me, I want my Bible in the old-fashioned way, the, the way they did it back in the New Testament, to give me my Bible so I can hold it in my hands. That's <laughs> I don't know. Some people are like that, though. Anyway, 844-747-8868. Stunning statistics, though. When If you were listening to this, th- those numbers, the amount of kids that have never even owned a Bible in, in America is shocking. And the percentages of kids who don't even know what our founding documents are. Now, I believe that. And only because there is, where is, in my stack of stuff here, I've got to share this with you. A brand new poll. This was on Meet the Press, NBC's political unit. 71% of Americans, 71% believe the country is on the wrong track. 71%. They say the country is headed in the wrong direction. And I have to imagine maybe this is one of the reasons why, is that the kids, they're not learning about our founding documents. They're not learning about the founding of America. And if they are, they're getting some sort of a warped, perverted view of the, the starting of this country. Why do you think that is? 844-747-8868. That's a toll-free telephone number, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, folks. Welcome back to the Todd Stern's radio program. By the way, 
Uh, Got to give a shout out to President Trump out on the campaign trail. We have this beautiful video up on our, our website, ToddSterns.com. Uh, the president stopped in at Zesto, which I've actually been to this place over in West Columbia, South Carolina. And it's a great burger joint if you want to get the chocolate dip cones. Awesome, great stuff. But they have the best fried chicken I've ever had. It's really good. Anyway, President Trump stops in there, and people go bonkers. And a couple of the staff ladies asked if they could pray for the president, and he he agreed to do that. And it was just a really moving moment uh, as the president spent some time with um, with just good old-fashioned Americans. And do not underestimate the power of this man out on the campaign trail. People love President Trump. All right, let's get to the phones. Memphis, Tennessee. Bill, Bill, did you survive the the, the riots and the mayhem? You know, you know, Ty, I didn't really call for that, but you know, why is there not more? You know, Tyree Nichols would be the one that you should be rioting, so to speak, about. Not George Floyd, who literally was a criminal. Tyree Nichols was a good kid. And, you know, I can't believe, I can't imagine why people aren't going more crazy over this. Now, I know it's off the top of what I called to talk about specifically. I meant to call you the other day. But, I mean, he literally, so to speak, would be the poster child of of complaining about police problems, not George Floyd. But, you know, it's it's just weird how it's a little bit more tempered down. But that's, that's another... Well, look, it's and the fact of the matter is there was no rioting here in Memphis. There never was going oh, no, to right, be rioting right, right. Uh, because we're, again, I, I think the, the activist, you may agree or disagree with, with them on various policy issues, but when it comes to the protesting, aside from blocking Interstate 55 and breaking the law for two and a half hours, uh, it was a peaceful protest. So, But you're right, Bill. You did not call for that. You wanted to talk about these <laughs> digital right. books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he brought up a great point. I never even thought about this. Um, talk about how the Green Deal, you know, not al- allowing the cutting of trees to, for cutting down printing and stuff. Because, you know, my daughter's in high school. She's in a pretty good high school, actually. And we talk about things all the time. And I'm amazed at things she does hasn't been taught yet that I would learn in fourth and fifth grade. And, you know, if you don't print books and it's just on digital, number one, you know, having it in your hand and sitting down and reading, that's there. It's there always. A digital can be controlled by outside influences all the time, whether a virus or not allowing it or whatever. And, I mean, that's a great point. That is another way to control the minds of the youth. And we all know that's how you change things. And um, by not printing all these things, the Bible, obviously, but other things like the Declaration, but other books that form your mind into thinking logically and you know, having empathy and understanding things in a, in a, um, you know, that type of way, they're not there anymore. It changes and it allows the teachers to control your mind even more than they did ever before. And that's true. I, I do think it's all connected together. Just think about this. You can actually, those people could go in and literally rewrite the Holy Bible, and most people would be none the wiser. Uh, those They could remove passages of Scripture they might find to be offensive. So so I'm with you on that. I never, I'm with you. I never really thought of it in that context. But I, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Culture Jihad, and the, the point we were making in that book is that our public education system is driving this radical change that's happening so quickly in our society. 
society. And it's it's a dangerous thing that's happening. And when you look at the numbers and the percentages of, of young people that literally hate our nation, they're not learning that from home, Bill. I think they're learning it from, from their public school classrooms. I think you're exactly, you're definitely exactly right. And um, until the Zoom happened last year with the COVID, uh, I think a lot of people had no idea. And still, some people still, um, uh, miraculously, you don't even believe this. I, 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 I don't even understand. I talk to people all the time. And they think I'm crazy. And I'm like, seriously, you need to pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, you're not great. Bill, do you have a copy of Culture Jihad? No, I do not. I do have one of your other books, but no, right. I don't have that one. Well, we're going to make sure we get you a copy, so don't hang up here. Uh, we're going to, we're going awesome. to, Dylan's going to come on and we'll get your information. And I want to give you a copy of Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing America. Well, I appreciate that. I'll make my daughter read it as well. Good. St- well, good. It's a family-friendly book, so you can, you can do that. So, Bill, hang, t- hang <laughs> tight. Oh, well, good for her. Good for her. Bill, hang tight, and we're going to get you uh, get you squared away. Um, and I would encourage you to read that book, folks. You can get on Amazon, wherever you get your books. Uh, and uh, if you're in the Memphis area, you can go to Novel Memphis Bookstore. I was just over there over the weekend, and uh, they've got that book as well as the, the Daily Biscuit book. So uh, you can head over and get yourself a copy of that. All right, folks, uh, the big battle moving forward, and we're going to get to uh, a lot of this tomorrow. First thing out of the gate, Ronna McDaniel and what her reelection means for the Republican Party. Um, this is, uh, it's not all that surprising, but what surprised me was the reason why they believe Harmeet uh, Dillon lost that election. And they're trying to tie it to Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA. So we're going to get into that tomorrow on the show. In the meantime, head over to ToddSterns.com. Lots of great information for you there. You can read a lot of our great stories. Caleb Park, our managing editor, and does a terrific job. All right, I'm out of here, folks. Going to do a couple of NyQuil shots and hit the sack and hoping, hoping for a better voice day tomorrow. Be good out there, America. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.